When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Ladies and gentlemen, boxing lovers and likers, welcome to the ultimate sibling rivalry, Bigs versus Bigs. This podcast highlights two brothers who've been debating, undercutting, and contradicting each other for years about the sweet science of boxing, and now they're finally here to settle the score right on this podcast, Bigs versus Bigs. In the blue corner, the cool, collected, self-proclaimed ladies' man. He's famous for dominating debates without raising a vocal decimal. Representing the youngest sibling in every family worldwide, Christian the Slim Reaper Biggs. In the right corner, the borderline obnoxious, the man that has been rumored to be 3,000-0 in all boxing debates, the man representing for all big brothers all over the globe, Justin Big Time Biggs. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your girl Nell here. We're here with Justin Big Time Biggs and Chris the Slim Reaper Biggs. We are here with the Biggs versus Biggs podcast. What's going on, guys? I'm feeling great today. This is a very special episode. It is. The father and son episode where we'll be talking about that dynamic between fathers and sons in boxing, which is a, a hot topic. Definitely hot. Um, only reason I'm not going to say I'm doing great is because it's very heavy. It's very heavy. Past year, past year and a half, we've had some um, some some boxers' fathers pass, actually. Uh, Ali Salam. Trainer of Tony Harrison passed away, as well as uh, Gary Russell Sr., uh, trainer of multiple, at least three of his sons, Mm -hmm. uh, the Gary Russell brothers. uh, He also passed away. So I want to say rest in peace and condolences to those those fathers and um, to those families. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And this is something that we definitely understand. You know, we lost our dad. It's very hard to continue boxing after you lose such a focal point of the sport. I mean, your father guides you through it and gives you that confidence and you guys are doing something together. So uh, definitely feel for those guys and, uh, you know, we wish them all the best. Absolutely. A thousand percent agree. That's very tough. I can't even imagine life without my father. So to you guys and to them, my condolences for sure. So, well, we do have many, many fighters being trained by their fathers and one trained by their mother all right so i'm gonna who 
we have Mama's Boy. Oh, Mama's, bless my guy. Dennis. Dennis Mama's. and Sophia Dennis, his mom. You guys right. see her holding pads and holding mitts with uh, heels yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, we got to get them up here. Who hasn't seen them, right? Yeah. What a duo. I forgot about yeah. Dennis. At 3D, right? In, uh, in Vegas? Yeah, yeah, 3D in Vegas, man. I went out to Vegas to see Dennis, too. That's my guy, man. I love when I watch them fight, and she's really tough on him in the corner. Right? It's, but it's, it's perfect. That's what you need. You can't expect, well, because it's your mom in the corner, and she's going to take it easy on you. Hey, his mom is like, like, the his, real deal. you know, his mama should have played, like, let's, I'm happy for Viola Davis and the female warrior, but his mother needs to, like, she is real, the real deal. Like, I've seen daddies cry, but, like, he, she's just like, yo, Tim, you got to do something. Throw some punches with him. Bang it out with him. Like, she's a soldier, like. Shout outs to Sophia. Tough love is the best love. Yeah. Yes. She opened up a lot of doors, especially for like me being like a female as well and someone who aspires to be a great coach one day. I think that's dope. No really no is. without Miss Douglas. If you if you guys didn't already know. <laughs> Shout out to her. She birthed y'all. She's like the Nicki Minaj of this game. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Chanel B is is definitely a trainer, a fighter herself. So she knows a thing or two about being a female coach. Yeah, Nell's nice. Nice Thanks, with the mix. guys. Thank you. Thank you. So, any other names you guys want to mention? I got a couple on my list, but go for it. Absolutely. There's Angel Garcia, mm-hmm. uh, father of Danny Garcia. <laughs> Honestly, one of the most polarizing fathers to watch. He's, he's he said some uh, pretty uh, some pretty title worthy things. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I want more Angel, man. That's why I'm really looking for Angel to Danny, back. Danny Fanks. I just need Angel, man. I need more Angel for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like. Uh, and you had uh, I like Shane Mosley's pops. Yeah. You guys remember yeah. them days? I definitely yeah. do. Yeah, I like I like the like one fight. He's like, "Yo, look, it's round seven. He's like, "Dad, it's round, it's round six. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Our in in his defense, yeah, yeah, and I do it. In yeah, his defense, yeah. <laughs> for some reason, when you're coaching, you just yeah. it's very hard to keep track of the rounds. Yeah. One, because in between yeah. the rounds, you're not looking at the ring card, girl. Yeah, yeah like yeah. everybody else. Yeah, you, you, I mean, you shouldn't be <laughs> yeah. focused on. Focused on the fight, so it's not that easy. So watch your mouth, man. I'm not saying that about was a, seeing you was like a that. I didn't like that mistake. I'm just saying that it was just funny, very funny. Like, I've done it. Like you've done it before with me. Yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. Yeah, that uh, has to be amazing, though. Like, what a special bond to be trained by, like the person who who raised you. You know, they raised you in real life, and then they raised you in the ring. Me and Chris. Yeah, I exactly. Chris in real life, and now I, you know. Oh my God! Tell the <laughs> truth. So, <laughs> the. the your whole family, you guys boxed. Yeah, back to actual stuff that happened in real life. Um, we got Floyd Mayweather Sr. Uh-huh. And Floyd yeah, Mayweather, of course. You that. cannot forget about Floyd Mayweather Sr. Uh, you, uh, Floyd Mayweather losing. I never thought I'd see the day. I'm losing. One <laughs> motivation, right? That was the Pacquiao fight. That was what a Pacquiao fight. That? <laughs> that was pretty dope. Like, the fa- they know exactly what to tell their sons to get them going. And, 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 and um... Mm-hmm. Two fight, two 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 fighters, two hitters we've had on the on the actual show um, already. Zab Judah and Yoel Judah, yeah, mm-hmm. father and son dynamic duo. Zab six Judah. belts together, six belts together, undisputed. Yeah. And you need to see Yoel still future going. all the famous, <laughs> future all the famous. He's, and he's still going. Yeah, you know, uh, me, Chris, Aida, Devin, uh, uh, Hasim Rahman with this. Big fight right now. He gets to do what his pops did, get this knockout. You know, you know what I mean. And oh, oh him, him, and his pops. His pops trains him as well. Mm. Freaking awesome. 
Rockman, right? Rockman, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hasim, Hasim Rockman and his son. Oh, Rockman Jr., yeah. Former world champion, yeah. And then um, we have uh, Tio, Tio Fimo. Tio Fimo Lopez, the yeah. takeover. Tio Fimo. Senior. And Tio Fimo. And Tio Fimo Senior, Notre Dameus. Mm-hmm. The man that knew that he was going to defeat Lomachenko. And now he yeah. says, he says, yo, my son, my said his son is going to be a two-time undisputed champion. Mm. Do you know what that means? It's never been done before. He's never been wrong. Yeah. So now, what if he, like, that might happen. Well, he's never been wrong. What I've he... never seen Tio Fimo Senior be wrong. In the most respectful way ever, did he predict that his son would lose to George Cambosis? He didn't say he wouldn't lose. <laughs> okay. He never really said much about that. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back on it now, he never really said much about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure we have. Uh, I'm sure there's some footage out there that says otherwise. But he's almost never wrong, which is amazing. Yeah. I feel like it puts a special battery in your back just knowing, like, I can't disappoint my coach. And my dad at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's you live together. Yeah. Depends on the fighter, I'll tell you that much, because uh, from personal experience, when your dad is upset with you in there, yeah, um, and it's not going your way, yeah. it can either make you fight better, or you can just be like, man, forget all of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rebelling. <laughs> it made me fight better. Like, my dad would go, uh, I knew that something was going wrong. When he would like look over to my brother and be like, "What is Justin doing?" Like, like, and like, if he started having a side conversation mm-hmm. with people on the side of the ring. I was like, "Okay, this is not going good." It always fueled me to just fight, fight harder, you know. Yeah. Sometimes it did. Sometimes it didn't. Um, it's not easy. Your father also being your coach, um, and a lot, a lot of those situations actually implode. They don't last very long. Well, that's why we're definitely highlighting the father-son duos that do last long and they do make it to the top because mm-hmm. it's actually very special. Even though it's, it's it's very common in boxing to see a trainer as a father and, you know, they're on TV together. They made it made a success. A lot of fathers and sons or mothers and daughters of, you know, parents and children, they don't last as long. I mean, they, they last as long as about any other trainers. I mean, what duos do you ever see that really last that long? People always look at fathers and sons and go, yo, man, never last. But in reality, you have guys hopping through trainers all the time. Oscar De La Hoya, he, he, he did start off with his father. Anthony. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Josh, Joshua, different trainer now. I think it's just success and failures. Mm-hmm. And guys end up, you know. So you don't think it's a little more pressure to be. You see, and this is not. We're not like uh-huh. talking about basketball or something. This is literally you're fighting another person. Yeah. And then the person, you, you know, your parent who's supposed to protect and provide for you uh-huh. is teaching you how to fight someone. Or telling you what to do in a situation. That- Most of us have clothes that we've loved for years, maybe even decades. But it's harder than ever to find clothes that will stand the test of time. If you're looking for more pieces designed to last, you can't go wrong with American Giant. From hoodies and t-shirts to denim and more, 
They've got everything you need to build a wardrobe that you'll be proud of for years to come. All American Giant clothing is created with a commitment to doing things better. From the materials they use down to the last stitch in every piece. And everything is made right here in America, in partnership with people and communities. Because keeping things local ensures the kind of quality you'll appreciate as soon as you receive your order. Discover the American Giant difference today. Shop wardrobe essentials that last a lifetime at American-Giant.com. And get 20% off your first order when you use code LT23 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code LT23. Honestly, the parent may have, may or may have never been in. Uh-huh. Because most of these professional trainers are not and have never been professional fighters. Mm-hmm. So you don't think there's a little added um, intensity or tension? If you're a spoiled brat, to me, yeah. But I'd rather go to battle with my pops. Trust is everything, you know. Because I trust, I, I I trust what my pops is is um t- is telling me. I, I love I loved that the dynamic. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it was pressure sometimes, but it was needed pressure because y- your father has to be hard on you in order for you to be a man. You know, so you need that in life because people are going to turn their backs on you when you lose. So hearing the stuff from your father. The tough love from inside the household, I, I feel like is needed if you're going to be a boxer. Because even though your coach may not say it to your face, they're saying it. Yeah. And if you're, and, and I, I want everyone, I challenge anyone to, when a fighter loses, to find a tape where a coach blames himself. I, I'll give anyone a, a million dollars to find a video where a coach goes, hey, what happened in that one fight? Hey, listen, man, we uh, we just had the wrong game plan. Someone so whipped on us. No one was prepared for this. Yeah. No, they're going to go and say, yeah, man, you know, I kind of feel like, you know, Biggs wasn't focused, man. And, uh, you know, that played a role into it. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's never, uh, yo, listen, man, I told him to throw a right hand. He did, and he countered him with a left hook. Bad call on me, the coach. Mm. That's true. It's just, it's just, it's, it's just human nature. Mm-hmm. Something I've actually heard with my own two ears. I'll so many fights. I'm watching the fights, and I love when they go to the corner in between the rounds. It's like kind of my one of my favorite parts. And ninety uh, percent of the time, the the fighter that's losing, their trainer is telling them to do the exact thing that's going to get them knocked out. Yeah, <laughs> the exact thing. Yeah, that's going to get them hurt. Very seldom do I see a fighter, the fighter with a trainer that has the ability to dig them out of the hole they may have dug themselves into. Yeah. That's very interesting. You won't, you won't find a trainer that blames himself. Ever. No. I've ne- listen, I've never. No. I've not gonna never, happen. ever seen it. Never heard of it. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I may be the first trainer. I, I, if I ever get someone knocked out, I'm going to go up there and say, yeah, I got him knocked out. It's my fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, well, I, I think it's funny that you say that. You think it's it's normal, you know. For back to what we were talking about a few, a few minutes ago, it's regular. It's just about the same amount of tension as a regular trainer uh, fighter relationship with a parent and a child. And I I have to disagree with you on that. This is outside of toe to toe because uh-huh. I remember watching the build up for the press for. Um, Lomachenko versus Lopez. Right. And there's a part where Lopez, Teofimo Lopez really starts to cry. 
yeah. and explaining how tough it is to be training with his father. I've never seen a, 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 a fighter who trains with someone who's not their parent that emotional over their relationship and the tension that can build between a relationship when, you know, those those boundaries and those the, the lines of the relationship get crossed. Mike Mike Tyson and Customato. He was very he's very emotional on on Mike's podcast about Customato. Customato's not alive anymore. But no, but even when back when when he was training him, Chris, it was very like it was emotional times because a lot of these trainers are father figures. Yeah, a lot but, of people look, Chanel calls one of her coach. Oh, you know, Pops. Yeah, a lot of them him. are look, look, see, <laughs> I listen. A lot of them are father figures. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, me when, when you're really bonded and you're really operating, you know, mm-hmm. on all cylinders, like you're yeah. well. Very similar. If I have a bad day, you're well going to give it to me for real. Like, yeah. I don't want to, like, you, you get what I'm saying? I yeah. do, but it's just a, it's different because I've had both. I've had my father train me and I've had Yoel train me, someone who I respect as, you know, a father figure in my life. But it's very different because when yeah. your dad does something and you, a lot of times you live with your father, you get yeah. to see your father make yeah. all them, or your, or your mother yeah. make all the mistakes that they've made in and around you, mm-hmm. you know, and then uh-huh. you, you get to start to feeling like, well, he told me to do that, but I just saw him doing this. You get to, it's, it's different. It just it, you're a lot that closer. Eyes on you all twenty four seven. I get it. You know what it is. I compartmentalize. I separate my father in the gym from my father at home. That's I hard would, to do. Oh, I because it's a job. I go into every situation well, boxing I, like military. Yeah, I'm just like I. I feel like I go into situations as if like. I'm a dog, and I got to be a dog. And I'm going to operate on what my trainer says. You know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go fight to the death. That's, that's my mentality. If I don't think about all that stuff this person did. But as soon as I trust what they're saying, I understand that they know what they're talking about, especially with, 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 with dad. I I'm going to ask you to do something that you don't do very often, and that's not think about yourself. Just think about the idea <laughs> that I'm talking about. Because every time I talk about it, you're like, yeah, but me, I'm not talking about you. Like, just literally think about it outside of yourself. Okay. Is it, um, in theory, mm-hmm. is it more volatile <laughs> for a fighter to train with their parent or to train with someone else? Okay. So they can separate the two. That's what I'm asking. Is I it- think that it's safer with your father. For instance, what do you need to be a trainer? Hang around a gym and some unsuspecting child who needs a father figure and you come and you give him some lunch and you teach him how to throw a jab and you're a trainer. You go to an off, you go to a little building, you sit down for what? An hour? And they teach you a couple of little protocols and you're a trainer. You don't have to ever have a fight ever. And they get these kids and they put them in the ring and they learn with these kids. And a lot of times these kids are not asked to appropriate questions like, hey, what was your amateur record? How many fights did you have? And somehow these guys stumble into a good opportunity, not knowing the backgrounds of these trainers. And when these trainers get these kids hurt, they just move on to the next fighter. Mm-hmm. 
Your father truly wants the best for you. And a lot of fight fighters who train their children don't even go on to train other people a lot of times. Yeah, they're dedicated. You get it? Because they want the best for that child. I much rather a father and son, you know, they don't, they don't feel comfortable with them getting hit. They want the best for them. So you say, ah, don't think about yourself. No, I, I'm really thinking about this from the in, whole entire spectrum about how the game is made, is set up. It's not like other uh, other sports where you have to have such freaking credentials. No, it's trial and error. And they doing trial and error with other people's kids. Kind of answer the question, but I, I get what you're saying. And I do agree with you. Mm-hmm. I know are, you do. There are far too many <laughs> trainers that have no credentials, never fought a day in their life. Come on. Um, they're giving horrible. And if I could, every, I, uh, every time a trainer came up to me and told me to do something that would get me hurt. As a matter of fact, the only time I've ever been hurt in a fight ever, I was listening to a trainer I should not have been listening to. Right. <laughs> and I did the absolute wrong thing and I got hurt because of it. So, you know, just watch out. Watch out, guys. Make sure you vet a trainer out. Make sure yeah. you make sure you watch whoever he's training fight. <laughs> And then after you watch that, whoever that guy he is fight, make sure it's not a fluke that he's good, you know, and it's it, it's tough. But just don't train with any old person that gives you a little bit of attention. I think it's also like it's situational because what's the guarantee that your father knows boxing? Exactly. There isn't one. Granted, There's he's no invested. Uh-huh. You know, you're, you're his child. You're his seed. So he doesn't want to see you get hurt. But you can want all of those things and still not know. Anything about boxing. Absolutely. But let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. You sparring and you getting hands hands put on you, right? Mm-hmm. The beats by Dre on you. Who do you think is going to stop that sparring session first? No. Your pops or your trainer that's not, not related to you? Who do you think is going to be a little bit quicker to go, yo, yo, whoa, whoa, Chanel's taking too much punishment? I've seen a couple fathers let it go. But um, generally, it would be the pops, the pops or no, because I've I've seen it's situational because there's coaches that will do it because they don't want a kid getting hurt under their watch. Like, it really depends on, like, the mindset of the person who's going to give you extra attention. If your dad is training you and training another girl, who's going to get extra attention? Who's going to get the extra advantages in the gym, the Mm -hmm. extra time? Who's going to go running with you? Well, yeah, your your father's going to give you more attention. But if you're a good if you're a prospect, you're somebody who seems like you have potential, you're a natural fighter, and you're in the gym, and a, and a coach sees you, they're going to choose you over the other kids, too. Everybody, That's happened to all of us. Usually the fighters that are on top are trained by their fathers. Usually. You know why? Mm-hmm. They're, 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 the fathers are taking them out to nationals. Take Like my father with my brother, right? Mm-hmm. Take my brother to nationals. Get time off of his job, right? Mm-hmm. Take my brother, invest money, spend money out of his own pocket to build a fighter. Yoel Judah, right? Mm-hmm. Him and his seven sons, all boxing, taking them in a van, all types of tournaments, getting all kinds of this experience. When it's not your child, you have to really, really be dedicated and like and like the kid and have all this extra time. And it, it just doesn't happen. That's why the kids with fathers yeah. usually excel in the sport, mm-hmm. right? And as they get older, they start to make mistakes because of the freedom of it, and because of the you 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 know what the you know what the father the the natural enemy to the father is right in boxing. The mother. The girlfriend. No. No. Oh. No. The mother's usually cool. The mother's with it. Mm. She understands. She let a man be a man. It's the, it's it's the girl. 
It's the son expressing to the woman how he feels about his father. It's the woman feeling as if the father has too much control over the son as the son pillow talks and tells him about the dad. And that's what, watch, when a fighter gets married or has a child, they change up. It's the daddy that changed up because they feel like the father works for them. And when you're a trainer, no, you're going to do what I say. And they start to train different, different regimen, not be around. They, you know, they start listening to other people outside noise. And then I got to leave my pops. And what happens all the time, guys? What happens? Mm -hmm. They come back to daddy. Mm -hmm. Like clockwork. They leave and they come back to their father. Yeah, I'm back with my dad now because uh, I realize that nobody cares like he does. Blah, 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 blah. And everyone blames the father when they lose. Oh, the father's why you lost. No, it's not the dad why you lost. You lost because yours was going to lose. That guy was just good. <laughs> Kenny Porter. Sean Porter. Yeah. Another another great father-son duo. Caleb, yeah. Caleb Plant and Richie Plant. He's not his head trainer anymore, but he taught him how to box from YouTube. Remarkable story uh, there. Um, I think that is just too, too many variables to generalize the situation because you mentioned... A father having multiple kids that box. Now, what happens when one of those kids are better than the other kids? Well, some or they mesh better together. Then the attention that you're talking about, mm -hmm. the extra benefits, all the extra benefits of having your father as a trainer, are only given to one of the of the of the fighters. <sighs> you I, just, under I guess you understand? just speaking from like a general standpoint, but there are variables. I don't. It's 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 really tough. Things are situational. It's I don't yeah, I don't think you, you can generalize it. I don't yeah. think you can say it's better for you to have your father as your trainer. On average, many are called, few are chosen. I don't agree with that. So I don't agree with that at all. I think it depends specifically on the father and or the or and or mother and whoever the fighter is. It depends. Like your attitude has to be. You have to be mature enough to understand that my dad is in trainer mode right now. Mm -hmm. When I go home, he's probably in dad mode. Mm -hmm. uh, Roy Jones and his father. Yeah. Incredible dynamic duo, but I remember, I remember him going on record saying that he, he's like a... It, 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 it becomes was hard. It was hard. It was very hard. hard. It becomes very it's hard a, because the person that's supposed to protect you mm -hmm. is now also the person who's a lot of times putting you in danger because say you're an amazing fighter or say you're a horrible fighter. Either mm -hmm. way. And you might just not think that you could beat this guy on that day. But your dad or your mom is like, you could do it, son. And then, you know, in the back of your mind, you're thinking like, is it because I, I ate that extra stuff? Like, out the fridge, I ate her food out the fridge, or I ate his food out the fridge, or I forgot to walk my dog. Are they trying to punish me, yeah, teach me a by, by getting me beat up? Mm -hmm. Like she just said, I've seen fathers yep. let their son get their, you know, top. Yeah. I've seen... My dad let me get it put on me because he didn't think I was doing what I was supposed to do, mm -hmm. and he was right. But, if you but wanna, still, it mm -hmm. doesn't it doesn't register properly because when someone is not your father, you don't even have that thought. Yeah, you're not yeah. thinking. Is he trying to? Put, it's not even about that. It's just he's my trainer. Maybe he's not paying attention or something. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely not retaliation. It's in a sport where you want to be. Listen, it's it's like this. There's kings, right? There's warrior kings that love their children in history. And they go and say, listen, we're fighting this war. What I'm going to do is put my young son out there to take this army 
to defeat whoever, right? It seems like a barbaric thing to do, but they understand that's the way they came up. And for their son to be a strong leader, they have to be on those front lines and know what war is. It's a war out there. Mm-hmm. Boxing is nothing. It's nothing sweet. It's nothing nice. Mm-hmm. It's kill or be killed. And if you're going to raise a son who really wants to do it, either they're going to get with the program or leave. Mm-hmm. Either they're going to go, yo, this is not for me, pops. I got to go. Or they're going to go, you know what? I'm built for this. So that's how I, when I say many are called, few are chosen. I have a question for you then. Uh-huh. Because we named a bunch of greats just now or people that obviously have stand out right. for the, the parent-child duo in mm-hmm. boxing. How many, like just... Can you imagine the ratio of how many fathers tried to train their kids and they just never were ever discovered because they never made it? They just were not good, whether it was them or the father. Or both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's so many kids probably out there that had potential to be great, but they were not properly led by their father and not by any fault of the father other than the fact that they just didn't have the knowledge or the boxing IQ. Yeah, I, I, I believe that a lot of people just didn't just didn't have it and 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 the point of the point of what i want to say okay everybody wants to go to heaven nobody wants to die so everybody wants to be a fighter because it sounds good looks great people think you're tough but people don't want to go through what you have to go through to actually be that fighter to be great and all those guys we mentioned are great mm-hmm they made millions. They had their fathers there with them. And they, fought, they, they don't understand yet. But in order to get that job done, it is a gladiator sport. It is nothing like this this, this, this other stuff. You have kids that, oh, father, push me too much for football or basketball. It's like, shut up. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, when you make it to a certain level, you have to really look back and thank your father and go, you know what? Wow. I think it clicked with Floyd Mayweather. He had his uncle. Then he had his dad, and he went back to his pops and said, you know what? Wow, I've made $2 billion boxing. And and that that stuff that my father instilled in me. And, and, and from, you have to go through a lot of darkness to be a fighter. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to be like, yo, I taught my son to box. He really liked boxing, and he became this great fighter. No, it's usually, you know, we went through some stuff. You're speaking with your heart, and I hear you loud and clear. Mm-hmm. But I think you're missing the vicariously living through your child aspect yeah. and how dangerous that is when you're not taking punishment yourself. Yes, it's tough. You don't feel if father you're... feels pain from you feeling pain? No, I don't. I do not. Nah. I absolutely it do not. It's a situation. You can't just generalize these things. L- listen, There's so many different l- listen, emotions. Listen, listen, listen. I don't dad. care. I don't care how much a father you're loves. Dad. I don't care how much a parent loves their child. The parent is not feeling the physical pain. Because every time one, you get hit, I feel it. They're not. What up? This is Torrey, host of the Hard to Earn podcast. And if you're a fan of music reviews, then be sure to check out and subscribe to Hard to Earn. When my partner, Bonesu Thompson, and I review your favorite new albums and classic albums on pivotal anniversaries, you know, 10, 15, 20, etc. We review track by track, rating from one to that elusive perfect 10 is brought to you exclusively by the revolt podcast network anchored in hip-hop powered by creators feeling <laughs> the physical pain of those body shots of those head shots you can't be serious with this guy 
you, you they're not feeling it. Yeah. And when their aspirations are, I'm going to be, you know, my son can do it. What they're really thinking is we can do it. We can do this. We can do this. And sometimes I think the 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 Maybe the, the, the child so <laughs> a lot of times they can't like you said how many like I'm like Caleb, like Caleb Plant's father Richie Plant how many children do you think there are right now whose fathers are trying to teach them a sport on YouTube? Simo's dad told him on YouTube too, and he's amazing for that. But how many do you think are doing that actively because they heard that and they're getting their kids hurt? Half of the coaches are doing that. Yeah, everybody's doing so, that. It's not it's good. <laughs> it is not. It's literally not good. And you keep talking. Our father was a martial artist and a natural born fighter. Like like his brothers and sisters tell us, he never saw a fight he didn't like. So that's a different mindset. Came from came from came from the streets. You know what I'm saying? Made it made it to a very high level to where he got his sons into doing something very respectable. Right. But you know, it's it's not it's not a it's not a it's not easy, and not every parent can just pick up a manual oh, and teach their kids something, and it's not always beneficial. Maybe sometimes it's more beneficial for you to not be so attached to the to whoever you're training. What I will say, what that way you can think unbiasedly and and rationally. Here's the, here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Is to what our dad did. He had a lot of he had people help. Mm. He was never against getting help. And how many fathers? And how many? And how many, and how many? No, no, no. And how many father trainers do that? And how many mother trainers do that? Those are the There's guys. Control. Yeah. They're those possessive. Are, nah, They're yeah. extremely possessive. Those are the guys. That's my kid. Those this is the, my. Those, those, you're speaking on a unicorn, because God bless your father, but there is not a lot of people not, out there no, like yeah, that. Yeah. No, there are that, not. That's where I, I meet with you in middle ground. Is get help. You need your pops there, yeah. but at some point, get that second ear, get yeah. that second that, that, that help because you both on a journey together that you've never been on. Yeah. So get someone who kind of been there. Yeah. You don't have to take over, mm-hmm. but let them. You know. Yeah. And, and, and mind you, and it, it's not even only with um because there are a lot of brothers that are that are brothers and, and sisters yeah. who don't get the shine that they deserve a lot of times, but they're right there training their siblings. Robert Garcia, uh, Mikey Garcia. Golovkin and his brother. Yeah. yeah. And 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 uh, I think Tony Harrison and his brother as his well. His brother now, yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They're hard to deal with. It's hard to, to deal with your sibling. Like, my, our sister is one of the best fighters I've ever seen in my life, female fighters. She is very tough for us to personally train just because she doesn't want to listen to us, I don't think. Don't talk about her like that. I, no, no, I'm saying she doesn't, she, look, she doesn't She doesn't. want to listen to us. I didn't say she always should. I'm just yeah, saying. It's tough when it's your siblings. Does, it's like hard that. to hear somebody you see make the same mistakes that you're making tell you something. I, yeah, I tell like Joey that, to go bro. left, Joey goes right. But you know what's so crazy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't live like that, though. You, yeah, good, but infa- you, good information to me is good information. I don't live like that either, I, but yo, it's you rare. know what's so crazy? I'm motivated most. I, I can hear something from someone that hates me, mm-hmm. and I listen to it. Back to you again. I, I just soak up. No, I'm, this I is love something himself. I think people need to like really think about. Like mm-hmm. a hater mm-hmm. is gonna really, really find something about you. Yeah. Do they research about some stuff? Mm-hmm. About it's, it's true a lot of times I, I listen to like, haters I'd be like oh whoa, whoa that hater said some stuff yeah because the people I, around you be yes men like, yeah exactly so I can listen to my brother and sister when they talk about a game plan mm-hmm. I don't look at like you make mistakes you know <laughs> you, you know, like that to me is like but that's human nature though 
Yeah. Huh? That's human nature. Because at first, when you hear criticism, deflect. No, I'm just yeah, being honest. True. That's our first instinct with 99.9% of people is mm-hmm. who's this coming from? Yeah. Yeah, but, but who is it coming from? Why would they be saying this? Mm-hmm. That's not true. I'm, but that's, that's like, probably that's true. Like, <laughs> I, I look, what would affect me more? A guy at a meeting talking about, you know, like a, a counselor talking about drugs and never did drugs or a drug addict telling me about drugs. They don't do it, man. That drug addict is going to really be the one to change my life. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I mean, the, the counselor. Yeah. But information from someone that's been through it. Yeah. It's just priceless for me. That's how how I absolutely how I, how I, I agree. Go life. I don't be like, yeah, hey, stop it, cracky. To you, to and to that point, how many of these parents <laughs> have been through what their kids are going through? If you look at some of these, if you if you look at some of these, like I'll take for example, um, Mama's boy Dennis when he fought David Benavidez at a time when. People probably did not know he's going to be as dominant as he is today, David yeah. Benavidez. He's literally one of the most dangerous fighters. He was like 19. Yeah, he was 19 years old. And Dennis Douglas, mama's Dennis, boy. Dennis, it was, a, it, was a, it was a heck of a fight. He hurt Benavidez himself. Right. But ultimately, you know, in the last round, the fight was, was called off um, in, in, in Benavidez's favor. Oh, the last round? He almost made it Last out. round. But what... And no disrespect to him, to Dennis and his camp. But what can his mother tell him about fighting that guy? You understand? Now, oh, Chris Eubanks mm-hmm. and his. Um, well, we're gonna and, get we're gonna father. get into that. No, no, no yeah, we're gonna get into it. Okay, but I'm okay, talking. Okay. I'm talking. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Him, his father, right? He could tell him about fighting anybody, right? Because he's been in there with the most tough guys at his weight. Okay. You understand? All right. So now. You're talking about from experience, the counselor or the addict. And who trained him? Who trained who? Uh, Chris Eubanks. The son or the father? The father. I don't know. Why is that relevant? It always, <laughs> listen. Why? No. Well, why is that relevant? <laughs> because every, look, a trainer and a fighter, a lot of times they can learn together. Yeah. You know, like you don't have to have done it at a high level before. Yeah. It's sometimes it's about your bond and you guys go out there and you make it happen. Because if we're being honest, like in most sports, you can be, let's say you play, obviously we were talking about boxing, yeah. a football player. You played football, high school, mm-hmm. didn't, didn't make it to the whole college level and whatnot. So fo- being an athlete may not have been your thing. But it doesn't mean that you don't study and understand and know mm-hmm. football. Same thing with boxing. Like if you if you understand it and you're, you're, you have like boxing IQ, you're able to take a knowledge, then you can teach. Because how many fighters are terrible coaches? Mad fighters. Most. Most, most are very most bad Most people coaches. don't have the ability to coach, to Absolutely. teach, or the patience Because to it's, do a, that. it's a talent. It's yeah. a talent in and of itself, and it takes a lot of time and dedication and usually an obsessive love for the sport. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Whatever yeah. sport it is. I do want to uh, shout out, um, there's a co- there's a father-son duo right now. I don't know if you guys have seen them on Instagram. He's young. I want to say, the kid looks like he's maybe like 12 years old, 11, 12 years old, but King, uh, Coach King and King Jr., mm. um, Malachi King, mm-hmm. they're in a... I want to say Houston and this kid, he got potential. It's going to be something, it's going to be something great to watch over the years right, as right. he's growing. He's active. He's already, um, he's already an amateur champion. Wow. Is he? Yeah. He's a 2021 amateur national champion and he's going crazy on social media. I think that's going to be exciting to see. So on a more positive note, yeah. like there are 
fathers that right. definitely See? can can Absolutely. coach. There are. Yeah, let's yeah. praise the black the black fathers. Yeah. Chris trying Absolutely. to tear y'all down. <laughs> so now what we got what we got going on today? What um, segments do we have? Let's So I believe we're actually about to move on to the Hit My Line segment. I know we have of uh, a father, one of the father-son duos coming in, uh, Zab Judah. You want to elaborate oh! on that, guys? Right, guys. Listen, how could I forget, man? We have the legend, the the man, the myth, the legend, Zab Super Judah tapping in with us, man. He's graced us by hitting our line. Six-time world champion, uh, the last undisputed welterweight champion of the world. I mean, it's almost been twenty years since anybody else has done it. And it may never be done again. So we're going to tap in uh, uh, with Zab and, and get it rocking, man. You guys are in for such a treat. Jay Biggs. Zab, what's up, man? Soup. What's up, my guy? How are you? Yo, man, we're, we're great, man. We're in the presence of greatness you know, uh, just welcome to the Bigs versus Bigs podcast, man. It's an honor to have you on here. We're bringing out the big guns today. Lit, lit, <laughs> lit. I'm in the building. I'm in the building, and I'm out in California right now. I'm being visited by my brother Bob Don. Oh, Uncle oh. Bob. Yeah, yeah, just a judge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. crazy, man. Just, Bob, Chris here too, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm on the call too, y'all. It just keeps getting better. Yeah, it's getting better. You know, we out here just, you know, enjoying the Dude. good weather, medi- doing, you know, heavy medication. Heavy you know medi- what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Stay, staying right, brother. Staying right. What's that? That's the, that's the Zaza Zab or the Super Punch? Oh, you know that. It can't be. <laughs> nothing, nothing else. <laughs> Yo, listen, I want you guys to know, man. Look, I've been, I grew up with Zab from a little boy, right? He's a rock star in New York. I went to L.A., and it was like I was with Snoop. Everywhere I went, they knew you. They love you out there in L.A., Zab. You, you freaking international, man. Appreciate it, man. You are freaking international, man. I love, I love it, man. I mean, I was just, I was here talking with Chris, man, and I was just really, really thinking, right? You were the first fighter, one of the first fighters to ever fuse boxing with hip-hop. You know, like, you were, right. you were like, almost a, a rapper, man. Like, it was just so many legends about you and stories and we see you driving down with the Lamborghini and all kind of cars and just the way you, like, just carried yourself, man. It was just uh, really, really incredible, man. The billboards, just everything. Magazines, rap rap videos, and every song. So I want to ask you, what fight was it that you really saw everything kind of come together, man, where you knew you were just, like, bigger than just the average boxer? Um, I never, I never, you know what, even still to this day, I never got to that. I never got to that plateau. I never felt that. I, I, I never feel that. You know, people tell me that all the time, but it's like when you in the shoes and you walking in it, you know, you don't, you don't, you know, you know, it, I guess it's not time for me to go back yet and rewind my clock and watch everything. Right. So right. I just keep, I'm, I'm like a, I'm, I'm like a, you know, I'm like an artist. I just keep making content. I just keep making content. I just keep adding on to the life. Jeez. I just keep just, just keep doing it. And mm-hmm. and real talk, y'all, I have yet to dwell back to really get in depth with it. I mean, people have 
tried to make me do it with interviews and things. And tell me about from day one, and you know what I'm saying? They try to take me back, but then even when I watched their they interview that I did, I always remember another component to the po- to the puzzle. So if there's not a puzzle that's been told with everything, then it's not a complete puzzle. So, yeah, I, I respect I that. Myself as, I'm not looking. Yeah, I'm not looking to glorify or do or do nothing in my time right, right now. It's about just keep building content, keep uh, putting smiles on faces, and just you know what I'm saying just just to keep you know giving out and, and sharing my blessing that the Most High blessed me with, and that's fighting, and that's one thing that I do understand. You know, the boxing to me was a blessing. It was. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely because I could, I could do it in my sleep. You know what I'm saying? I'm 44 years old and I still get in the gym and they like, what? Wait a minute. When you coming back? I'm like, nah, I'm done. I'm finished, finished, finished. You know what I'm saying? But I understand it's a gift and my whole goal now is just is just to get back my gift that God had gave me. And you're and you and you giving it back, man. You really are giving it back, Zab. I mean, uh, I'm still hype about the CCB event. The Celebrity Championship yeah. Boxing if you guys were not there, it was incredible, man. I never been to something like that. It was like boxing. The crowd was 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 packed. I mean, you gave people that never had an opportunity uh, to be on on pay per view, man, to be seen, and people tuned in and watched, and they loved it. And you know, like it was so crazy because you had people, you know, from a certain type of lifestyle there, but no, it was no fights. It was no arguments. Everyone has so much respect for you. Right. And it was more entertaining right. than a, a, a professional boxer best. So I just want to ask you, like, how did that idea come about with the CCB? Idea came about, you know, Pop Smoke, one of my little homies, uh, Flatbush. And uh, when he got killed, <clears throat> I said, uh, wow. I said, we got to formulate something that people can go to outside to channel their angle, channel their differences, channel their beefs. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yes, we have professional boxing. You got to sign up, have an extensive uh, amateur career. Then you have amateur boxing. Then you have karate. Then you have MMA. But there's nothing for the average person that gets into a situation or a beef or anything to go to to iron out and handle their beef. So that's why I created TCB, Celebrity Championship Boxing. Wow. So pop. Wow. That's Zab. That's amazing. A lot of people, we have certain things that happen in the, you know, in the hood and we kind of just, I got to move on. I got to just do my thing, but you actually did something about you. You made something beautiful come from a tragic situation. And, um, that's, that's amazing right there. You actually went out and did something about it, man. That is really, yeah. really incredible. Well, like I said, at, at least I'm trying, bro. I'm trying. I mean, I always heard the guys say, yo, we need to do this. We need to do that. We need to do this. And then, you know, I just feel like, you know, the most size put me in a, uh, in a, uh, in a place, in a space of life that, you know what I'm saying? That, 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 yeah, people come, that come from where I'm come from. Yeah. I can say I'm probably, I was, I was given a little bit more and I've seen a little bit more through my hard work and dedication of the sport of boxing. You know what I'm saying? I was able to see a lot more of the world and things and, 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 and tap into a different, a different, uh, I don't know, dimension, if you want to call it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, I'm here. I'm a product of my environment. I love my people. And, you know, I'm just here just to give out and give back the blessing right, that the right. Most High has shared with me. And you and you did, Zab. You had such a long career, man. I mean, I know you were, you were on the Olympic, the Olympic team as an alternate, right? Is it 90... 
96, man. You actually on that team with Floyd Mayweather and a couple of other names, uh, which is pretty amazing. And you actually the last Antonio Tava, Fernando Vargas. Right. Zaire Rahim. Zaire Rahim. Terrence Coffin. Yeah. Which is Nate Jones. Mm. Uh, Lawrence Claybay, Eric Morales. It was it was a bunch of wow. bunch of solid, solid guys, man. Wow. David Reed. Shout out to David Reed. People always forget David Reed actually won the gold medal that year. He was he won with a right hand knockout, knocked the boy out. Want to go knock the Cuban boy out wow. in the finals? Won the gold medal. Shout out to David Reed. Wow. wow. We were we were talking to your pops too, man. Um, Yoel Judah. About you, Justin asked him, "When did he know that you were ready to uh, turn pro?" His answer was, "You know, you 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 were you were getting the best of all the top pros in the round of ring, even dominant world champions." Um, at sixteen, at sixteen years old, <laughs> um, I'd like to ask you the same question: When did you know? Uh, when did you know that you were ready to take on the professional ranks? I mean, it's different. As a fighter, you never feel like you're ready for for the next level until you accomplish it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I mean, that's the reason for training, dedicating yourself, sacrificing, because you're not you're not 100 percent sure that mm. you're gonna. You know what I'm saying? Going in, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You're like, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to be champion <laughs> in the world. I want to do this. I want to be a millionaire. I want to do this. I want the big house. But am I actually going to get it? I don't know yet. So I actually step through those rings and achieve what I'm actually looking out to get. You right. know what I mean? So it's, it's a difference. So did I know? Did I know? I didn't. I just always felt that, you know what I'm saying? I felt that, you know, with my hard work, my dedication, my consistency. See, I knew one thing about it. There was guys that I fought that was better than me, but they wasn't more consistent than me. They, were, they, they didn't train as hard as me. When I was amateur, I must say that mm-hmm. my work ethic as an amateur was better than my professional work ethic. Wow. And I'm not wow. ashamed to say that now. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the first time you ever heard me say that. Wow. My work ethic as an amateur was better than my work ethic as a wow. professional. The dedication that I had, my dad didn't tell you, was retarded. Not saying that I didn't carry it over mm-hmm. into the, the professionals, just saying the work ethics was like I built it in the amateurs, so I knew how to just keep the game plan. You know what's so crazy? I remember my father telling me, right? He would go, man, yo, Zab, he would get up, he would be up 2 o'clock in the morning hitting the heavy bag while everybody else yeah. is asleep. So I heard that. And that's, and that's 100% fact. I mean, I grew up, you know, I got, what, 10 brothers now, 11 brothers, 11 of us total, 10, 10, 10 brothers I got. And I must say that, you know, my brother tell you, I would go to the gym and work out. I would get up in the morning before school and run. I would get up and and go in the basement because we we had a whole gym in our basement too. I would go in the basement and train. I would go to the gym and train like an animal and come home and do it all over again. Uh, (laughs) Go to sleep for a couple hours, get up and go running and go to school. And go to the gym right after and do the shit all over again. Because I really, I, I loved it, bro. I loved it. I loved fighting. And when I was a kid, it's something crazy because I never felt that fighting was nothing bad. Like, like I remember my mom used to always play, like, cards and stuff like that. So we used to always be traveling around to different, her friends' different houses. So, you know, you know, all the kids be in the room while the parents, in, you know, in the living room playing the card game. 
So what I do, I'm, I want I want to turn everybody into sparring partners. Everybody, <laughs> everybody got to do boxing. Everybody got to learn how to jab. Wow. If you don't know how to jab, yo, you know how you know how to jab, and they look at me like, what? Like, nigga, you don't know how to jab? Oh man. Like, oh, show me how to jab. And then I just start showing them. And then I don't know what it is, but when you show kids how to fight the proper way, they love it, bro. They're like, yeah, yo, this is fun. So I would, no lie to you, my mother could attest that she would come in the room and check on us. And niggas be in there fighting, some be bloody, obvious, my fucked up. Remember, we in the room, so we don't got no gloves. We don't we don't got none of that. This this wasn't even designed to happen that night. We might have took the socks on, put the socks on our hands. Like, you know what I'm saying? Coming in, little kid, we got the socks all over our arm, punching each other in the face and all that, yo. I swear, bro, like I would always do that. I don't know why my father even my father said, he said, yo, I put my sons anywhere. They're going to start some boxing shit. Watch. They're going to play all their friends. They're going to turn their friends into, into boxing. They're going to show them boxing. And before you know it, they're going to be in there fighting. <laughs> yep, always. Always. Everywhere we went. Yep. So that was it. I mean, you got to think. My father was a fighter. So we, you know, we grew up under him where he watched his whole career. Then he finished. And he, he did his whole career. Finished. Did my whole career. Did my brother's whole career. Did, you know, still doing other guys' careers. Now, yeah. like, bro, I'm like, that man is amazing to me. He's amazing. Yeah, Word up. No is. joke. He is, man. Your father. Is that what Hasheen Rockman Jr. right now? Training right? him for the Jake Paul fight. Then he got Devin Haney rematch for the Cambosis part two fight. I mean, like, I mean, like, if they don't give us Hall of Fame, man, they playing. They playing. They, oh, they playing. Oh, oh, oh. I think they, they, they have, I think they have to. Yeah, King Jitter. Listen, Abba is, and we can go back and look. He's the first trainer to ever stand in the corner with two undisputed champs of the world. True, that's crazy. Myself and Devin Haney. That's absolutely. And I want to touch a little, a little bit on the undisputed. I want to put that on record. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. We we got it. First we, trainer ever in history. Ever first trainer history. ever ever in history. Yeah, well, Judo. And yep. I want. And I want to touch a little bit on man, you being you being undisputed, man, which is an amazing accomplishment. I mean, seeing that there hasn't been another welterweight undisputed champion for almost twenty years, you've kind and of. And you know what? I was watching the the the, the, the little negotiation with Earl Spence and Kevin Crawford. They look like they might not fight, so it, it might not never happen. It yeah. might not never happen. Yeah, it it might, might not. I might just. I might just go down in life. That's a lie. Welterweight of the world. The last one. That sounds like a movie. Is that? They get the yeah, last. Right. That should That'd be, be dope, a movie. Bro. The last undisputed. At the end of the Titanic. <laughs> Yo, man, and you got. And I want to just tell everybody how important uh, being undisputed. Was especially back then at man, that time. Because... Oh yeah, no. But listen at it, the Justin. It was important back then, and it's just important as now. It, yeah, like, even now, it's still a prestigious it title is. to get. You know what I'm saying? A, a, a lot of guys are not. It's not easy and able to just put these both together. No, it's not. You know? It's yeah. not easy. It's it's, it's, it's definitely. Yeah, not. you know what I'm saying? It's not. It's not easy to just you know what I'm saying uh, become or even challenge or even fight for the undisputed. Championship of the world, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, yeah, you got, hey, you got don't it. go back behind them. <laughs> That's the Judah twins. That's the Judah. <laughs> That's the next champs coming up. I look at it uh, from a from a great perspective, man, because it's like 
you know, I love love Manny Pacquiao. You know, he never went for undisputed. And, uh, you know, not, neither did uh, Floyd Mayweather, man. So you're accomplishing something like that. It's kind of like a sign that you, you cleared out the weight class. I mean, listen, it is a sign. We can say we can say they never was undisputed. They can say we never had a hundred million. Yeah. I mean, goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. I mean, I ain't mad. It's everybody all... can't have everything. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> everybody can have everything. But hey, I, I think there's one. There's one another title that you have, man. Uh, being in the most like like rap songs, and you're in like hits, man. Like special delivery. I know. I know you don't uh, you don't love me with Lloyd shout Banks. Out to all the, shout out to all the dope rappers. Even 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 this is crazy. Even up to this last year, Gucci Man new song. He he mentioned me in his new song, Gucci Man. What? Yo, yeah, yo, right now. man, yep. oh man, yep. yo, yo, Zab, that's that's amazing, man. What what artist really surprised you, man? And when you were in their song, you were like, oh snap, like. Who really every shot last, you? Every, every last one of them that said it. Uh, because remember, remember, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't got, like, no no knowledge of, of them, like, telling me your zap. Tonight, I'm going to put you in a song or tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. don't do that. It's just whenever they go into their little zone or their little writing, yeah. they, you know, they writing and they thinking about life and things that they've seen. And, like, oh, shit, i seen that right hand like Zab Judah. Every team, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, so. I understand how they put it together, and do I do anybody have have anybody ever contacted me or told me before? No, wow, no. Everyone just... has been a surprise to me too. That's you know what I'm crazy. saying? So you know, big shout out to all the rappers and entertainers that you know mentions that Judah in the song or, or put me in the video. Thank you, I appreciate you. That's crazy because I thought you might have been in the in, in the studio with them and they just cooked it <laughs> nah, up. And nah, you know, nah, nah, nope. <laughs> nope, no studio session. Jay Z, wow. uh, none of them. Lil Kim, none of them, bro. Shine, Jeez. none of them, bro. None of them. G Dep, Wu Tang, uh, wow. Gucci Man, none of them, bro. I have not. Uh, uh, most Def, um, 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 what's my boy? Um, um, I'm from DC. Uh, oh man, he gonna kill me. Um, what's my boy named DC? Wale. Wale. Shout oh, out to my guy. Jeez, man. Well, I can't remember his name, man. That's crazy. Yeah, you... Shout out to my guy, Wale. Wale. You know Wale did a good reference, too. Jeez. Wale put his abdu- Um, um. Shout out to my... Um, I, 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 I can't remember nobody right now. What's my man in Miami that was with uh, Rick Ross? Gunplay. Gunplay. Shout out to my oh, boy, Gunplay. Right, Gunplay did right. services. I got, a lot of, I got a lot of joints, man. A lot, a lot of joints. <laughs> Yeah, not not man. That's it's so many more, man. I don't, you know, I don't leave nobody out, so I'm just be quiet now. <laughs> we gonna, we gonna put we, one day on the show. We gonna go over that and put a list together. Oh my god! So soup. Let yeah. me let me ask you this. Um, are there any fighters right now? Of course, there's only one Zab Judah. Any fighters right now you see have qualities that you had, um, or that you have? I'm sorry, excuse me. Any fighters you oh, think yeah. like this? A this kid. Of, this. Uh, yeah. You mind naming a few? See today's today's youth and kids are different than yesterday's champions. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying? They 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 different. Like they ate a fucking bionic pill and now they they just come right out. <laughs> they come right out with the moves. Like you know what I'm saying? It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? I guess it was from like like how we snuck up on you know the Whitaker in them area. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Era. 
Right. And I was young doing all the moves. And, and now in this era, snug up on us even faster. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, like, yeah. yeah. You I'm, know what I'm saying? I, I remember Devin Haney carrying my, you know, my ring, my ring magazine, Undisputed Belt, to the ring when he mm. was like 11 years old. Now he is the Undisputed Lightweight Champion of the World with his own uh, ring magazine belt. Like, Incredible. It's amazing. Time is flying, bro. Time is dying. Shout Don't Devin, wait. Man. He made it look easy. Shout out to Devin, he made bro. it look easy. Yeah, he made it look super easy. Made it, made. You know what? He didn't make it look easy, man. I think with his hard work and dedication that he puts in and yeah. his dedication and effort, it is easy. Once he, when he puts together the full recipe every time, it comes out phenomenal. And one thing I can say about Devin, I don't know about a lot of the other fighters, but Devin trains 24-7 a day around the clock. He's always working. He's always doing some kind of form of training. You know what I mean? And that's the that, that's the lifestyle that a fighter should have. He's, he's clean. He don't drink. He don't smoke. None of that. You know what I mean? So, but that being said, I mean, you know what I'm saying? You know, the kid is undisputed, the youngest. The youngest, yeah. Broke the, broke the barrier. That, that, that's that's. That's amazing. Now I hope there's another young guy out there looking to break that barrier. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's a, you know, so that's a hard. That's a hard life, one. Brother. That's a hard one. It's that's gonna, hard be, hard, that's gonna very, be hard. That's gonna be hard record to break. Hard. <laughs> some big shoes to put on, brother. It's Good luck. Very. It's <laughs> very. You got to be like 17 or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, he, uh, he said, "Oh man, I remember yo as a teenager though. I remember you know I want to just talk about these two fights, man." Uh, as a teenager, I remember you fought uh, Mickey Ward. And for what you guys don't know, he fought Mickey Ward before Arturo Gotti fought him. Rest in peace, Arturo Gotti. And you yep. beat him. And I believe, what, you were 19 years old? Yep. Yeah, I was 19. I uh, wasn't 20 yet. But after that, I won a title after that. Guys, if you don't watch any of the Zab Judah fight, watch him versus Mickey Ward. It was in a phenomenal... I did that... I believe they don't talk about that fight enough. It's kind of like a, kind of like a hidden jewel. <laughs> That's really... yo, that Zab. Listen, that was the most boxing. Like everything your father talks about when he talks to me, that was the epitome of it. That performance yeah. right there, man. I mean, you like when I watch that fight, I watch you in the Golden Gloves, man. I really understand how how special you are. Those fights right there, really. Just like, well, yeah, I should have heard when I came to the corner after the uh, seventh round when he hit me with the body shot. I came <laughs> to the corner. I told my father, I said, I was, he hit me with, I said, I think my ribs are broke. He said, fuck that. Use the other side. I said, oh, <laughs> man. I said, what? I said, oh, yo, in my mind, I'm sitting there like, oh, I can't breathe. He said, come on. You got to do this. Let's go. Let's go. You you built for this. You know, Abitates and stuff that are. It gives you energy from, no. I don't know where that energy comes from, brother. It's like a backpack you got. He just threw you up in the corner and it lets you go. You know what I mean? Yo, you believe you can do anything, yo. Anything. You're like, and, he, oh, like, my God, man. My, my pops, I, said, I ain't going to find a lot of fight. I used to love coming to the corner because he, I know he, he going to get me back together. Him and Uncle Jimmy. Yeah, Uncle Jimmy, yeah. used to, Uncle, Uncle Jimmy give, me some, give me some water. You know, you know he, he, he started putting grease on me. Like, and, and, oh, wow. And he started giving me grease and stuff. And uh, before I know it, before I know it, it's going down. It's going down. Rest in peace to Uncle Jimmy, man. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you're absolutely right. Right about that, Zab. Those are the, you know, I want to I talk a little bit about, about this as well, man. Um, I remember as a kid, man, my pops would tell me, yo, man, 
Zab getting boxes of clothes, man. Like, were you at one point? Were you sponsored uh, by uh, uh, like Rockaware? Like, uh, and because uh, I believe he was telling me you had like boxes of clothes from Rockaware and stuff like that, man. Like, how how was that? Hundred percent. I was the first athlete signed to Rockaware. Wow, you were signed to Rockaware. Wow, wow, wow. That must have been must have been incredible, man. Like. They said when those boxes, when them boxes used to come, everybody used to be waiting around. Like you would just give out clothes. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! And then, and then back then, Jay and Day was cool. They would give me mad stuff like, "Yo, flooded, son. Give, give make the whole hood look like Rockaway and all that." And you, so I would have all my boy, everybody else with me every day. Son, we we, we, we rocked out, jeans, suits, shirts, sweatsuits, everything. You know what I'm saying? Shout this. Shout to Jay Z and Damon wow. Dash. How was how was your 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 relationship with uh with Diddy, man? Say it again. How, how was your relationship with Diddy? Well, Puff, yeah, on, that's my guy, right there. <laughs> Puff is my guy, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I, a lot of you know, what I'm saying we never did like no um, you know, straight up hand to hand, you know, uh, deals or anything like that because you know he he, he was a rapper. I was boxing. You know, we never did that, but we always had mutual respect. I was a very advocate, <laughs> a customer of his Justin's restaurant right, <laughs> in uh, right. New York City. Yeah, I was in there regularly. I, I had regular. I had regular. What? What? Yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, I was advocate guy for the uh, for the uh, for the. Um, but Justin Restaurant, and yeah, we had a um, we had an excellent. Um, That's fine. Hold on, man. sorry, my son. Sorry, my son just threw my whole brain up just now. But anyway, yeah, yeah Puff, <laughs> Puff is my guy. I was I used to go to Justin all the time. I ran to Puff all the time. I've been knowing Puff way back in the days, and we, you know, we've always been kosher with each other. Super, That's super, super, super kosher. It's my guy. That's dope. I love his moves. Word. That uh, that is dope, man. So I heard that you you uh, there's gonna be another there's gonna be a CC, CCB four coming yeah, out, man. Yeah, yeah. Can I get a little bit yeah. of uh, like what what can I expect, man? I mean, last time it's listen, guys. CCB CCB is crazy, guys. I, I, fireworks, I, I, fireworks, Atlanta explosions. Uh, just have you never seen boxing like? If, if, I, you know what? I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say because I don't want to bash anything or anything. I just say, man, if you want to have a great time, come to the CCB4. That's it. Listen. You want to enjoy some great boxing and have a great time? Because, Justin, it's more than just boxing. It's more. It's more than just having fun. It's more than just people. Like, the, like you, I don't even know how to explain it. The energy is it's, electrifying in it. It's electrifying it's, in that building. It's crazy. It's, it's like, amazing. It's like if... I'm trying to explain it, man. It's like... Boxing, if and it's like, kind of like a bit of w. Meets nightclub. It's like meets, nightclub meets meets like the, skating ring, skating ring meets <laughs> like yeah, WWE yeah, kind of. It's like amazing. It's like the most freaking look. I, I, I look. I come into the CCB right, the first one, and Shaq is there, and I'm like, Shaq is there. <laughs> Oh, I'm like, yo, this is crazy, right? So the first time Shaq's there, and it was so, like, I think Safari and some people from the Black Ink crew, it's just an amazing vibe. Like, stars, amazing. like A-listers for, to, 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 to every, everybody, right? And then I'm like, all right, cool. So we go to Virginia, 
And I'm not doubting Zab. I'm, I'm not in Virginia. We go to Virgin Islands. I'm not doubting you, Zab, but it's the Virgin Islands in the middle of the pandemic. So I'm like, you know, we're going to see what's going to happen. You know, people coming out far. This is another country. It not it's, it's America, but, you know, it's, it's an island. Amazing over there, too. Celebrities out the wazoo. Incredible vibe. It's electric, electrifying. I mean, it's like the fights are great, right? And then yep. the energy after the fights is amazing because amazing. It, like it was just it was just everything. Then we go to CCB uh 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 three. LA sold out again. Incredible Jada Kiss plethora uh, uh, of 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 stars there, man. So this four Ricky Ross, fr- Melvin Farmer. Come oh on. my god, these are the OGs. Uh, Mark. Amazing. Big boys. Like, 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 amazing. So, with CCB four, like, what can you tell us about CCB four? Like, what do you, what, you, what you got going on, man? Who, who's coming this time? Obama? Like, who, who can we? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna do like I always do, man. I'm gonna tell you, don't miss it. Just don't miss it. <laughs> don't miss it. Don't miss it. This is, well, we're gonna definitely have you tap in when it gets closer to the the event, man. I don't want to keep you too long. I know you got the the Judah. Judah Twins over there, the next world champions, yeah. probably the next undisputed champions over there. So, oh, I hope so. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, man, I just want to say I love you, man. Definitely, we're going to tap in again soon. And uh, thank you for everything, man. Thank you for pushing the culture forward. Thank you for being one of our biggest inf- uh, influences when it comes to this boxing game and life, man. And uh, we'll tap in with you later, Zab. I love you too, brother. Big shout out to you and Chris. And yo, you already know it's broken forever. All right, let's, let's, let's go. go. Let's gotta go. have you. Gotta have you back on right. at some point too, bro. Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> All right, later. Bro. All right, brother. Yo, man, listen, man, we bring all the stars on here. Like, that was Zab Super Judah, man. And we were talking about father and sons, and that's a great father and son duel right there. Just to, just to you know, prove what I said uh, right, as you guys heard, Chris. Six-time world champion, undisputed, the man, the myth, the legend. I mean, guys, I, I can't even tell you about how important that was, just having that conversation uh, right over there. Mm-hmm. That was a great convo. Shout out to Zab for coming on here with us. But let's move on to the Wicked Web segment. Ooh, my favorite. So, history repeats itself. Rising star Connor Ben on Twitter has issued a challenge to Chris Eubanks Jr. in a domestic fight at a catchweight. What are your thoughts on this battle, guys? Well, if you guys remember, like you said, history repeats itself. But if, you know, those real boxing buffs out there know that Nigel Benn clashed with Chris Eubank Sr. years ago in one of the most epic domestic fights at middleweight. Honestly, watching that fight, I was at the edge of my seat the entire fight. Those are both hard-hitting, masterful fighters, and Nigel Benn, the dark destroyer, at the time was doing just that, destroying all his opponents relatively easy, aside from, you know, the, the blemish earlier in his career. Um... So I think that it's 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 a weird fight, though, honestly. <laughs> My real thoughts is very strange, I think. Conor Ben is at 147. Chris Eubank is at 160. 160. They'd have to meet in the middle, but mm-hmm. Conor Ben is a lot smaller, if I'm not mistaken, just of a of a fighter than 
Chris Eubank. So it seems kind of like he's chasing uh, a, a grudge. Yeah, he's looking for revenge. Looking for revenge for his father, being that um, Chris Eubank Sr. took the, the first bout. Ish. And the, the second time they fought, it was a, a draw. So maybe he's just inching closer to uh, to beating the Eubank family. Yo, yeah. shout-outs to Conor Ben, man. He gonna ride for his daddy. He not letting <laughs> that go. He said, yo, Pops, as soon as I'm ready, we gonna slide on him. I like that. I like I like the energy. I'm really like, like this, look, this Chris Eubanks, uh, uh, this uh, not like Conor Ben situation, I'm starting to really buy into it. I think he's really a mean guy. I like the meanness. I like how he's feeling like, you know what? Chris Eubanks is some food. I'm, let's meet up in the weight and let's do this. I think he's serious. I think he's serious too, and that's what maybe is kind of scaring me a bit. Um, Chris Eubanks is looking better. He's training with Roy Jones. Looking slick. Looking yeah. Coming off of six wins. Come yeah. on, six wins. He's looking Roy Jones-esque recently. Uh, last fight I watched him fight, he dropped he dropped a man with a jab. Right. That doesn't happen every day. Yeah. So the power's there. The slickness is getting there. The experience is yeah. there. Yeah. As I said, he's 5'11". So he, 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 and I think Connor's like five nine. Yeah, not that, not that big of a disparity. Yo, shout outs to the UK. Let me tell you about you know you know what I love about the UK. All their guys fight. They make all their guys that Commonwealth belt. They get all their stars to fight before they can go to America. It's like yo, there's one ship to America. Y'all gotta fight. <laughs> Nobody escapes the fate over there. O- only person I've ever seen escape it for a while. Was Khan and um Khan and uh, my man? Oh, they got it cracking too. Khan and Kel Brook, but they got it popping. They did before yeah. they left the pros. They got it popping. I just wish you know, and and and, and you're right because Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury must have been on different ships to, to the states because they, they they just never fought. But they're not the same. They, they made it out of the pool. No, they're, they're not. They're not done. They're gonna fight. Uh, who, who, okay, but they're different eras though. But them guys from the same era, they're gonna get it popping. I love that about about the UK. They don't escape without fighting. I bet you my bottom dollar that 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 Fury and um and a, a, and uh, and AJ gonna get get it popping. I think it's you. still gonna happen. Really? Yeah, it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yep, 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 yep. Tyson Fury gonna get that money. You know what's interesting? They have um almost an exact um, matching KO ratio on um, the percentage. Excuse me, sixty six percent for Conor Ben. And sixty-seven percent for uh, Chris Eubanks Jr. Yeah, I Con- didn't know that. Yeah, Connor Connor's not gonna win this fight. But <laughs> but I'ma say this: I like the the meanness, I like the anger. The only thing that really worries me about this fight is that I don't want it to be like what happened, what happened with Kell Brook and, and Golovkin. Mm-hmm. Kell Brook Book was on a great run. He had beat Sean Porter, and then he ran into G- Golovkin and he got his face um, broken. At 160, and I believe that that affected his career a lot. And then he got it broken again against Errol Spence. So, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, bone bone structure, bigger men, blase, blase. I don't know if it's a good idea health-wise. I actually think that Eubanks is a little more skillful. Every fight, Conor Ben is getting better, I think. Yeah, Skills are definitely increasing, but at this point, I just feel like... Eubanks is a little, just more skillful, slicker, right. uh, stronger. I, I hope he's just talking. I hope this is just Twitter fingers. Like, I and I don't always say that. I really hope this time. Just I, keep getting your 
Your wins at 147 pounds. I think he's a mean. I think he's a mean kid. I think I'm, so too, I'm buying yeah. into it. If he goes and fights uh, Chris Eubanks Jr., he's a, he's really as mean as he's seeming. And I'll, 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 you know, I got a lot of respect for him. And it's usually, look, sons of fighters, I'm not usually like all high on them because I, I just, I don't know, I just always have a little sense of like softness, like. Like, you know, you have to be a real maniacal guy to have grown up with your father, having money, and get into the fighting game and develop skills and go. And that's why they usually don't have an extensive amateur career because they were just, like, chilling. And then they're like, Daddy, I want to box. Mm-hmm. And then a dad kind of says, all right, let me get you into the pros, get some soft touches, and build up. But if he takes this fight, I I, I believe in him. Another man I'm I'm really buying into recently is uh, Shane Mosley Jr. Yeah, right. Shane Mosley Jr. Great win over Gabe Rosado. Checkered career um, did not go his way. He has lost on his record, but as of recently, looking really strong, like really really Jr. strong. I'm actually matching him up with some other guys at super middleweight, and I'm thinking Shane Mosley's gonna be, Shane Mosley Jr. is gonna beat this guy. Oh man. I- that's a 50-50 fight with even even top competitors at the weight. Yeah. Um uh uh and, and and yeah, sons of legendary fighters usually don't make their mark in the sport, but he's making his mark. Shout out to Shane Mosley Jr., man. That is a bad boy. <laughs> that definitely is a bad man right there. But that is it for us tonight. I hope oh. you guys enjoyed tonight's episode. All right, we spoke about the parent child duo in boxing yeah. right? because we do have an amazing mother who's coaching a great fighter so that's huge but um, anything else you guys want to touch on nope just bigs versus bigs out the bigs versus bigs podcast was brought to you by your creators and hosts Kristen Biggs and Justin Biggs Executive producers, Letitia Biggs, Aaron Freeman, Westworld Productions, and Valerie Wright. Co-host and production manager, Chanel Blackman. Audio editor, Eric Ryloff. Opening announcement by Jack Thriller. Sound design, mix, and master, James Oliva. And special thanks to our friends and partners at Revolt TV, Aki Garrett, Patty Reyes, and JJ West. Bigs versus Bigs out. Are out of here. Bigs versus Bigs out. No, I said Bigs versus Bigs out. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.